Lose the Cape Podcast, episode 66. Hey, boss ladies. I'm Alexa Bigwarf, and I'm the founder of Cat Biggie Press and Write, Publish, Sell. I help women fulfill their book writing dreams through author coaching and publishing support. You can find out more at writepublishsell.co. Hey, y'all. I'm Aubrey Mathis, owner and founder of Today May Suck, a comfort gift company for your peeps going through the suckiest of times. I also help moms get off the couch and into some hills, create a biz they love, and live a life unpinned. For more information, visit AubreyMathis.com. Together, we bring you real talk from life-experienced women, celebrating, empowering, and encouraging the woman behind the kids, the marriage, and the business. We know that you don't have to be super mom to be a super mom, so join us and lose the cape. I'm so excited about this episode of the Lose the Cape podcast. We got to interview Jessica Rhodes, who has a really interesting journey to where uh, her business wound up leading her. Not only is she a rock star podcaster herself, but she helps other people land the perfect podcast um, to help promote their businesses as well. So if you are looking to find out how to get on podcasts and how to do a great job on a podcast, you definitely want to listen to this entire episode. Before we get started, though, I want to tell you about our sponsor. Our sponsor is Carrie Sharp of He Says, She Says. Carrie and her husband, Ryan, are communication experts. They work with couples and all kinds of people to help them communicate better. One of Carrie's expertise areas is in Facebook Live, and she is giving away one Facebook Live broadcast audit. So if you've been looking to use Facebook Live as part of your business growth strategy, you want to hop on over to losethecape.com forward slash podcast forward slash 66 and enter to win the free broadcast audit. Carrie will review your Facebook Live video of your choice, and she will provide you feedback and input on how you can do better with your Facebook Lives. Sounds like a great plan to me. Okay, hope you guys enjoy this podcast episode with Jessica Rhodes. She was so much fun. We loved having her. I'd love to interview her every week. And um, yeah, let us know um, in the comments on the website if you have any questions for Jessica or want more information about her, you can find it all at losethecape.com forward slash podcast forward slash 66. I'm a little intimidated after I read all your stuff. I was like, oh shit, this is the real deal podcaster. And, <laughs> and here we are. Here we are. We're interviewing the real deal <laughs> today. Someone who knows what they're doing. And I did press record. So <laughs> you see the red light, right? It's, it's recording. recording. It's recording. <laughs> All right. So welcome. Thanks so much for, um, for being here. And I'm curious, how did you find us? Oh, you know, I think it was one of my bookers found the show and was like, Jessica, you have to be on this. One of your, I have, oh, you said bookers? One of my guest bookers. I thought you I said, said boogers. <laughs> I did too. I was like, oh. I was like a booger. One of my kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, wow, I do not know podcast terms at all. (laughs) No, that's not an official podcast term. Boogers, poopy head, that's only stuff that we say at home. Uh, Now, one of my guest boogers, um, yeah, because I have two little kids and, uh, you know, so I go on a a lot of different shows, business shows, and one of my guest boogers, I think it might have been Emma, she's like, oh, I think maybe she connected Ariana with you. Yes, Um, yes, yes. So, yeah. <laughs> That's right. No, she's she's connected us with a couple of different people, so I'm excited about that. I don't I need to ask her how she found us cuz that's pretty cool. Yeah, I'll find out and let you guys know. Sounds good. So, how did this all come about? I mean, you don't just wake up one day and become a podcaster. No. 
<laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> I, you know, my story is that I wanted to be a stay-at-home mom. So my son will be four in uh, March. And when I was pregnant with him, I was working full-time at a nonprofit organization. Um, I was an environmental activist. And when I was pregnant with my son, I was like, all right, I'm going to leave my job when he's born. I'm going to be a stay-at-home mom. But I knew that I also needed an income because my husband also works in nonprofit and we could not live on, well, I was like pregnant. We were buying a house, like doing the whole nine. And so moving to one income was really not an option. So my dad actually recommended, he goes, why don't you start your own business? And I was like, what, what? start my own business? <laughs> like be a, Say he's like, yet. yeah, be a, he's like, be a virtual assistant. And I was like, Dad, I am a director of my own nonprofit staff. You want me to be an assistant? Like, what? <laughs> but I learned about like what that actually is. I mean, a virtual assistant, I mean, you are assisting someone virtually, but virtual assistants are their own business. They have clients, they make their own hours. So once I learned about the actual industry and the online business community, I saw the opportunity. So my dad became my first client. He really mentored me into the world of business. And I started booking him for podcast interviews. That was one of the first things he wanted me to do. He goes, I go on interviews on podcasts. It's good for my business because I can get good exposure and connect with other entrepreneurs. He's like, why don't you do that? So I started booking him and then I started booking some other clients. And at that time, this was like early 2013. Are you ladies familiar with Entrepreneur on Fire, John Lee Dumas? Yes. It's like probably yes. the most well-known like business <laughs> podcaster in the world. So, his, you know, Entrepreneur on Fire is starting to get big. So I found his show and like, I pitched my dad, pitched to my clients. And then at that point, John was like, ask everyone who pitched him. He's like, great. Can I also be on your show? And I was like, okay, sure. Yeah, you can be on my dad's show. And they had a great interview. And so I kind of built a good relationship with John, like would book a lot of people on his show. And so of course he exploded. He launched Podcasters Paradise. And at yeah. the same time, I was like, you know, I want to grow my business. I want to make more money, but I also don't want to be just working more hours. Cause at that point I was working, you know, by the hour. And I was like, all right, so I want to start doing more with the podcast guest booking because people really like that. There's clearly a need, you know, as John was like motivating so many people getting into podcasting, yeah. more and more business owners were like, oh, I need an interview show. I want to get on shows. So I kind of saw that opportunity, saw that need and launched interviewconnections.com and have since built out a team. So I have 10 guest bookers that work for me. We book over wow. 400 interviews a month. Wow. Um, I just hired my first full-time employee. So we've grown a lot and just like have seen the opportunity for, you know, the need for guest booking and have really kind of grabbed that I mean, not for a pun, because I know you're a cowgirl, but like we grabbed that by the horn. Like, really? <laughs> no, I'm not a cowgirl. I just live in oh. a cowboy world. I don't grab anything by the horns. <laughs> <laughs> Neither do I. But I've, metaphorically. Metaphorically, I yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh and gosh. so, and somewhere, you know, I was actually behind the scenes. I didn't have my own podcast for a while. So I spoke at Podcast Movement their first year. I led a panel, but I didn't have my own show at that point. I was doing videos. Um, and I'm like, you know, if I want to keep speaking at these conferences and be a bigger, you know, authority, I actually need to have my own podcast. I can, it only, you can only do this for so long. We're like, I'm an expert because I don't do it like that. <laughs> I just can tell you what to do, but I yeah. don't know how to do it. It's like, I was working on so many people's shows. Like I was booking interviews and helping so many people launch their show. So finally, like when I started hiring assistants and bookers to help me, bookers, not boogers, um, <laughs> 
that's when I was like, all right, I need to have my own podcast. So I invest, I got an editor and somebody that can help me do it. Cause I didn't know the first thing about editing audio, but I've since right. learned a thing or two. All right. I'll bet you have. Well, this is fantastic because, um, when I'm not podcasting about busy moms, I am an author coach and, um, and, uh, uh, publisher. Well, that word for some reason was not coming <laughs> awesome. to my head. And um, I am always trying to figure out how to get, I know the mom sphere. I know the business sphere. I don't know the author sphere. So we may have to chat after this so I can figure out how to help get my authors some, some glory and sell some books. Yeah. Because that's yes. what I'm supposed to be doing for them. So. Yeah. The virtual book tour is huge. And that's like kind of what yeah. I'm in the middle of. That's partly why I have almost no voice is because I've been doing so many podcast interviews. And to give, I mean, a quick tip, because I'm sure you have some authors listening, um, doing a virtual book tour is really effective in selling books. But you, the key is to book all of your interviews well in advance of when you're actually launching your book mm. because podcast interviews, most of them are recorded and then scheduled to release like weeks, but a lot of times months after the actual interviews recorded. So if you want that flexibility to say, Hey, would you mind launching this the week of my book going live? You have to be getting your interview recorded with enough notice and really focus on the value it provides. So right. it's not great. You don't want to lead in with like, I have this book I'm trying to sell. You want to lead in with like the content of the book. Yeah. So, this I mean, is those are a couple coming. tips. It's another buzz builder. Well, we will chat some more because I want to, I want to pick your brain quite a bit, but um, I'm not sure mm -hmm. all of our audience is interested in that topic. However, <laughs> for books, however, I know that there's a lot of people interested in figuring out the whole, how to be on a podcast, how to pitch a podcast, how to do all those kinds of things. And I'm so sorry, Aubrey. I'm just like completely dominating. You're <laughs> no, I'm just like taking it all in and I'm just, she has such a great speaking voice. It makes me feel and sound so Texan. <laughs> she like talks so proper and I'm like, um, did I just tell her I don't grab anything by the horns? <laughs> I mean, that's how I feel. I love it. But even without, like you're losing your voice and you sound so nice. Oh, thank you. She's a pro over here. Yes. Do you like practice that? I mean, do you have some like, um, yeah, to yeah, sure. I mean, no, that's a really, a really good question and a good point because I was just, um, I did a video on this recently. I do weekly videos and I talked about how like you, you do have to work on your speaking as well. So it's, there's so many different things to talk about when it comes to like getting booked for interviews and doing podcast interviews and being a podcaster. Cause obviously there's the marketing piece of it, getting your show out there. There's actually pitching the podcasters and getting on shows. Um, actually having the credibility and the experience and the expertise, but then being able to actually deliver it in a way that's engaging and people can understand you. And I was on the phone with somebody that was interested in being booked and he had all this experience, clearly an expert, successful business, but he was so boring. <laughs> like, listen, <laughs> did you tell him that? <laughs> I know I really had to, I was like, so I, I was struggling and I called up some friends. I was like, how do I tell this guy that like, yes, he's got the success and the experience because I, my clients apply to work with me. So I don't want to be booking people that are duds. And I was like, I really don't know. Cause it's easy. If somebody has no experience, I can be like, listen, you need some more experience. I can't like, you don't have the experience yet to be booked. But when someone's actually just not a good speaker, it's like really awkward. Like yeah. you're kind of boring. So I ended up saying something like, you know, you might want to consider Toastmasters or some speaking coaching because it does take a lot of practice. And 
what the one tip I've learned because I'm from the Northeast where we talk really fast and I also just talk really fast in general. It's like my personality, but to slow down mm -hmm. because when we say our crutch words and the ums and the ahs and like the so, um, and I was even listening to my, I listened to my own podcast as a way to critique myself. And I, the question, there was like five words leading up to it. So um, the next thing I want to ask you is, and it's like, oh, I didn't have to say all that. I could have just asked the question. Right. So by slowing down and letting your brain catch up with your mouth, that's just one thing that has helped me speak better. <laughs> that's a really good piece of advice. I have to, I have to catch myself too. I'm a fast talker and yeah, <laughs> slow it down, slow it yeah. down. Well, we had, um, I mentioned at the beginning of the show that I just came back from, and here I go again, blah, 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 but I mentioned that I had just gone to the Boss Mom Retreat, which is a, um, a brand new, it's going, there's going to be more of them, but it was a brand new um, conference for female entrepreneurs. 99% of us are moms. And uh, we have an online group. Are you familiar with Dana Mostaf and the um, I, I am because Natalie yeah. Ackdahl who spoke she was telling oh, yeah, me about she was it. there that's right yeah. exactly we had that conversation so um <laughs> we were surprised with a special guest Pat Flynn oh um, cool yeah so um, was he the know. one percent that's not a mom <laughs> no <laughs> there were actually no and he and he gets rolled in because he's a boss dad so, yes he is <laughs> yes he is no there are a couple of people that aren't that either don't want to have kids or aren't gonna mm -hmm. have kids but like the community but yeah um, yeah so it was really exciting and of course then everybody got all excited about podcasts again and we're talking about it and you know um and I totally forgot where I was going with that but I guess the point is I know where I was going with that. <laughs> Pitching. Like I'm yeah. sitting there the whole time thinking, oh my gosh, I would love to be on Pat Flynn's podcast, but what do I have to offer and how on earth would I pitch him? And do I have mm -hmm. to do some like crazy, you know, cause he's such a big podcaster now. Do I have to do like a crazy video or? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I actually did an episode on, on, on my podcast, Roads to Success called How to Get on the Biggest Podcast. So I definitely recommend listening to that one because getting on podcasts and pitching podcasters, there's a different formula that works with like the Pat Flynn's and the John Lee Dumas is like the huge podcast because they are so selective and they get pitched so much. Jordan Harbinger from, he hosts the art of charm. And I was asking him and I saw him at FinCon, I'm like, Jordan, you know, tell me about how much you get pitched and what you actually see. And like, these guys are getting pitched so much that typically the pitches go into a form. They go through an assistant. The actual host barely sees them. And they tend to want to handpick the people that they have on their show because obviously they're really particular about the, you know, the content of their podcast. So the way to get on those guys and women's shows like Amy Porterfield's one that comes to mind, um, the personal connection with them. And also like investing in them first. So I can definitely tell you based on specific stories, people have told me that if you're in their coaching program, if you purchase their product, if you go to their event, like that's a huge shoe in the door. They definitely want to feature their students, their clients mm -hmm. way more than the people that want to be in front of their audience because it's right. a big, great show. Right. So, well, that yeah. makes perfect sense. Um, yeah. <laughs> Not to say that a good pitch won't get their attention, you know, um, there've definitely been a lot of people, but yeah, but yeah. for most people, it's like have that personal connection with them, kind of invest in them. It goes the other way too. If you want like really big guests for your podcast, mm -hmm. if you know, I had back when I started my podcast, like just over two years ago, I, I interviewed 
uh, I want to say, oh, this was, has in regards to me booking him on somebody else's show, but Rick Mulready is a pretty big name in like social media marketing. And I wanted to, I booked him on one of my clients' podcasts. And the way I kind of got through him is like, I purchased his Facebook ads course. I just had happened to, I, w- I did that several years. Like I bought it so I could get through to right. him, but I had taken his course. I had done a call with him to ask him about one of his events that he was doing. And, you know, because then we had a relationship, I was able to say, Hey, uh, my client wants to interview you. And he said yes to that. So anything that you can do to kind of be known to them, they want to interview people that they know as well. Well, see, now we know you and you know, all of these people. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's definitely, that is kind of one of my selling points is like, you know, we have a lot of connections with these, with these podcasters. So we can kind of speed up the process a little bit. <laughs> Man, your dad was really smart. Just yes. the way that whole thing played out, I'm thinking, I know. <laughs> that was amazing. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, daddy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah, he's been a huge, a huge help uh, to me. I've been in his mastermind program for three years now. Um, so yeah, he's a really great business coach. He does a live event too called Dream Business Academy. It's happening next week in Orlando. I'm really excited about going to. I always, I'm the speaker there on podcasting. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Those, uh, those, uh, what's the word called? Uh, dang it. My brain is not on fire mastermind. today. No, no, not the mastermind. Oh. When you know somebody, you're related to somebody and they hook you up with stuff. Oh, Family? what's that word? <laughs> no, it's, <laughs> no, no, it's not narcissism. Um, what is it called? What is the um, word? When, anyway. Yeah, it's like you it's, get a kickback because your dad's the president of right. something. Oh, yeah. yeah, what he is brings, that? Oh my gosh. Well, well we're all brain dead today. No, there's a specific <gasps> word. There's yeah. A, okay. Like nepotism, nepotism or whatever. Nepotism. There we go. Woohoo. Is that it? That may be something totally different, but. Uh, who knows? But anyway, <laughs> yeah. It's nice to have that connection where you've got somebody who's running a big event that can bring you in and help you out. Yeah. There. Yeah, cool. yeah, for sure. <laughs> That's super cool. Sorry about that little interlude there. I told you, you make it us happens. nervous. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> so what would your top three tips for mm-hmm. mompreneurs who want to be guest experts be? So number one is to really present yourself and as a celebrity expert, like really own the fact that you are awesome, that you are an expert, that you are successful. Um, one of the biggest tips, my guest on my podcast, Josh Ellis, he came on and uh, gave us some tips around being on the biggest podcast and getting booked is, you know, podcasters in general, they want to interview their peers. They want to interview people that can bring an equal um, level of value and content to their audience. So really having the confidence and the, and like demonstrating your credibility is really important. So a couple of actionable things you can do is to set up that press page on your website. You know, even if you've never been interviewed before, you've never done a podcast or you've never gotten any press, set up a press page. As soon as you have a press page on your website, it sends the message that you get interviewed, that people want to interview you. So maybe the one of the obviously things that you want to have on there is linking to the interviews that you are doing. But if you don't have those yet, your press page should have your bio. It should have links to your headshots. It should have topics and questions that people could ask you on an interview. Um, and as you get interviewed, you start linking out to the shows you've done. And then it should have, if you want to book me for an interview, here's who you should contact. Um, because again, that just sends a very clear message that you are somebody that is available for interviews and that you are in demand for interviews. So that's one thing you can do. And similarly, a, a one sheet 
is the PDF one page version of your press page. So when you're getting pitched for podcast interviews or when somebody approaches you, you can say, here's my one sheet. And that one sheet, again, it has the bio, the interview topics, the interview questions. So a potential podcaster who might, might interview you can get an immediate picture of what an interview with you would sound like, what kinds of questions they could ask you, what your expertise is. Um, so those are a couple things. And then honestly, doing content marketing, putting content out there onto your own platform is very, very important. If you, a lot of people want to be interviewed for on podcasts, but they don't have any content on their own website. So even if it's that writing some blog posts, getting some videos, seriously, if you have an iPhone, hold it up, do it one two minute video of a quick tip for your target audience, put it on YouTube, put it on Facebook, put it on your blog. That's an amazingly easy way that you can get content out and that demonstrates to podcasters that you have content to share. A couple of years ago, I booked the guest for Michael Stelzner's podcast, My Kids Adventures. He has sunsetted that blog and that podcast because he wasn't able to monetize it and really build the revenue he needed to keep it going. But when he did have it up, I was booking his guest. If you're familiar with Michael Stelzner, he hosts the social media marketing podcast, one of the top podcasts and blogs in the world around social media. That man has the highest standards when it comes to booking interviews. And what I learned from him is that he would not book a guest unless he could hear them talk verbally. So I would find someone with like amazing experience and amazing blog and all this. And he goes, okay, I need to hear an audio sample, like show me a YouTube video, a podcast, radio show. I need to hear them speak before I know if they're going to be good on my podcast. So if you've never, because I've had people come to me who want to be interviewed and I said, can you send me a link to an interview you've done? Because again, you can have the best experience, most success. But if I don't know that you're going to be engaging and entertaining on the mic, it's going, it's not going to work. <laughs> right. You can be totally boring and then you have to tell exactly. someone. Sorry, yeah. Like I had somebody out. pitch me for my podcast and he's like, oh, I wrote this book. Like the content was good enough. And I looked at a YouTube video he did and he was like, so boring. And I was like, I'm going to, I, I can't do that. I will be so bored. I need to be interested in the person as well. Yeah. <laughs> nothing's worse when you're trying to interview somebody and it's like pulling things out of them. I've only had it happen to me one time. Thank the Lord. Our interviews usually run 30 to 40 minutes. And this one was like mm -hmm. 12 minutes long. <laughs> Oh, it's painful. <laughs> it's it was painful. painful. You'd ask a question and the answer would be like, yes. Oh, yeah. It's so important. People, like, especially people that have been interviewed for media, or maybe they have a traditional, like, I swear some traditional PR agencies and publicists have given the worst advice to their clients around how to be a good guest. Because they're like, one of my clients was giving really short answers. And a host had said, like, oh my God, like, it was like pulling teeth. And I said, hey, buddy, you know, you heard your answers were really short. He goes, yeah, my publicist told me that I shouldn't talk too much. I'm like, well, you got to talk more than you did. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's crazy. I mean, yeah, being and interviewed, you're supposed to talk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and I have ADD. So if you are boring, I will drift off and start thinking about like Gloria Stepan or just some <laughs> random stuff. So that if you're like, random. oh crap. I know. I know. Right. <laughs> Way back in the day, random. <laughs> Nobody even knows who she is. <laughs> But that's how, like, if I'm bored, it's just like, oh, what did that person just say? It's bad. Yeah. I'd be like, so what do you think of Gloria Stefan's hair? Because that's what I'd be thinking about. Exactly. It's like, know who their audience is, know a little bit about what they do in their business. And it's like, you can pick those cues up pretty easily. Like, you don't have to be a rocket science to know that, hey, if I'm on this podcast, 
I'm talking to moms, you know, and you yeah, mentioned right. like you work with authors. So it's like, pick up those little cues and tailor your answers. So they feel like you're talking directly to their listeners. That's how you're going to be effective as a guest. You know, if I'm on a real estate business podcast, I'm obviously not going to be like, so if you're a busy mom, this is how you, you know, get <laughs> totally different. So you have to tailor your answers too, and then tailor your pitch. So if you're getting, you know, if you're pitching yourself to podcasters, learn about who their audience is, what they, what their goal is for their show and show how you can help them with that. Absolutely. Oh, this is such great advice and so, so timely for me. So I know I, I have so many notes. <laughs> and I keep, I told Aubrey before the show, I was like, feel free to jump in if you have questions. Cause I have a tendency of just, well, I've been doing, I've been doing this by myself for two and a half years. So wow. it's, it's hard to, uh, <laughs> it's, it's hard to release those reins, but yeah. So. yeah say I can relate to you. So I've been doing my podcast. Um, you must've launched similarly because I've launched my podcast on October 1st, 2014. So I'm guessing it was somewhere, maybe that summer that you- That summer. Yep. July was the first one. Yep. Nice. Well, congrats. Uh, it's, uh, you're doing, you're doing the podcast longer than a lot of people. A lot of people fade off after like 20 episodes, but I so I've been it. doing my podcast and I'm actually about to rebrand from Roads to Success into the Interview Connections podcast, just like line the show up more with my business's brand. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to keep it on the same feed and everything, but just kind of sunset the Roads to Success podcast. And then I'm going to bring in a couple of my team members to co-host with me. Awesome. Um, so I, I'm looking forward to that journey because it's like, Hosting a podcast and interviewing people is different from doing a solo show. Yeah. And then those two are different from co-hosting with somebody because you're going to do the same thing is like bring guests in as well. So yeah. I'm yeah. We were, we were just talking about how we need to do a couple of episodes where it's just Aubrey and me just have, cause we just totally. have so much fun together. <laughs> you guys are so fun. Like I was just listening to the episode they did it and I just felt like I was listening to you two, like having coffee together. It was, <laughs> we were really engaging together. So I think we forgot that we were we're recording that's because it best. did. Yes, that is exactly. honestly like the key to success is when you just talk as if you're not being recorded. Well, if you never <laughs> listen to our podcast again, you have to at least listen to the one that we're publishing today with Sinead Dunn because I have never laughed so hard in my life. We went all over the map. We talked about coffee enemas, which has been a constant <laughs> source of, I mean, it is hilarious. So you have to check out. Episode. And awesome. it was my very first, my very first, like yes. it was eight in the morning, my time. I had no idea what to expect. And all of a sudden we are talking about how to hold your butt cheeks together. And I'm like, oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> With warm coffee in there. Yes. <laughs> so yes. funny. Oh it was God. awesome. And Sinead is Irish. So she's got this gorgeous accent and it just oh made it the best episode ever. That's but, awesome. Yes. So back on topic here before we I just go all over the place. Again. I don't know. Do you have any strange health tips you'd like to share with us about? I mean, that plant behind me kind of looks like pot leaves. <laughs> I can tell it's not. Of it's a money tree. <laughs> I just noticed it does. It's okay. Yeah. Money know, tree. A money tree. I think they call them money plants. You know, that one. <laughs> I should, that's like not a good representation of how much of a green thumb I have because this is my other plant, uh -oh. which is yes. so sad. <laughs> oh, so sad. It's so, it's okay. So, um, okay. I have no green thumb. I've killed a garden three years in a row. One of these days I'm going to get it. One of these days. Yeah. My um, husband is the gardener in our family. <laughs> for him. Okay. So, um, a lot of our audience is, uh, 
mompreneurs who are either new to their business. Some of them have been in their business for a long time, but a lot of them have a similar situation to ours where we started off as stay-at-home moms, mm -hmm. needed more, whether that be money or something else. So um, I don't know like what a booker charges or what that price would be. So if you're comfortable telling us that, I would love to hear yeah. it. Yeah. Sure. So our services are $4.97 a month for four bookings a month. Okay. Um, yeah. But I guess so if you're getting on, um, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but like no, Dana's that's business okay. exploded. Dana Malstaff's business exploded after she went on Pat Flynn. So I guess you have to look at the return yeah, on investment. Exactly that. And, you know, we're not the right service for everyone too. Right. So our clients, like the people that tend to be a right for our service have probably a multi six or seven figure business. Mm -hmm. So if you're not quite at that point, then you do have to look at what the return investment is. Like I would not encourage somebody that is maybe making 50,000 a year in revenue. Um, like you do have to start small and work your way up there. I think mm -hmm. it's okay. Like if 500 bucks a month is like astronomical, don't start with us. Like get yourself on some podcast, grow your business. Look at what content marketing you can do on your own platform. Like by getting videos up every week, literally takes very little time and no money to record a video with your iPhone. Get that up. You can build your audience that way, mm -hmm. generate leads, get clients, build up your revenue, build up your net profits, start to hire a team. Um, so a lot of our clients tend to also be people that have a team, either employees or contractors mm -hmm. that are supporting them in their marketing. Um, but yeah, so those are our prices. But again, you can definitely get booked. There's a lot of different ways. Like, and I recommend these services all the time, especially for people that aren't like at the point where they can invest our prices, but like radioguestlist.com, yeah. podcastguest.com is another similar service. These are slightly lower, like radioguestlist.com is free. You can get those emails or three times a week, you're going to get emails of podcasters that want guests. They're going to say exactly who to pitch, what they want. So that's a great way to get started to start getting experience and growing your audience that way. Absolutely. Thank you for that tip because I know people are going to be looking for the, the lower end. Right? Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. Totally. I mean, yeah. Okay. So, wow. I just totally lost my train of thought. There. Well, those were great <laughs> tips. We really, really do appreciate them. I mean, I'm like very excited for this interview to well, and because it was we've good. been, we've been talking so much, just me and Aubrey, um, Aubrey and I about how <laughs> we can, how we can grow our platform. And, you know, like I said, I started it two and a half years ago, but when I mm -hmm. first started the podcast, it was, I was a brand new stay at home mom. I needed some connections with other people. I was lonely <laughs> and I put out like one episode a month for a long time. Yeah. So, you know, here it is two and a half years later and we're on it. We're launching or we're uh, publishing episode 54 today. So it's That's been awesome. A, it's been a long time coming, but now I'm like, okay, I'm ready to do this. Like for real, like how do we yeah. you know, really get up there? I want to be trending. I want to be, mm -hmm. you know, getting really, all of our guests have been amazing. All of them are yeah. amazing. Moms are amazing, especially moms that are, you know, doing as many things as a lot of the people that we talk to. But well, I mean, the first thing, honestly, I think it's awesome what you've done and how long you've kept it going. I mean, commitment and just keep keeping the podcast going is like the one thing people overlook. Like, how do I build my show? How do I build my audience? How do I grow my business? And it's like, mm -hmm. honestly, just sticking with it is the first and most important thing. So my biggest recommendation to you is like, get your one sheet and your press page done if you haven't already. That is going to open doors immediately. And like okay. when you come across people who have a podcast that you'd be a good fit for, pitch yourself, you know, don't be shy. It's like, Hey, I would be a great fit for your audience. I would love. And Jared easily taught me this. He's, he phrases 
like when he's asking for something, he phrases it in a way it's very Southern. It's like, would you consider, you know, having me on? So right. it's like, I would, yes, I would consider it. Doesn't mean I will, right? <laughs> so it's like, that's a really confident and like kind of easy way to ask something. So yeah, definitely get yourself out there. And uh, there's, there's like a lot of threads too in Facebook groups where, you know, like in She Podcasts, like that Facebook group, I think there's a thread where people are connecting for interviews. You don't want to just post like, hey, who wants to interview me? But there are like strategic opportunities where you can connect with people um, and like look at all the different uh, directories too. There's a directory called um, marketingpodcast.com with all the business and marketing podcasts. Um, and uh, yeah, there's a lot of different places, but the first thing is just like to pitch yourself. And then when you reach out to the podcast host, just make it like really personalized, listen to the show first and just say, this is who I am and be really specific about what you could talk about. So like, here's my experience, like one or two sentences, don't give them your life story. <laughs> and I could specifically address like these questions or these topics. I see based on your description in iTunes that your listeners are XYZ and they their pain point is X, Y, Z. And this is how I can help them with that. Like be really specific about the value. And then I would say, and I'll follow up in a couple of days if I don't hear back. Oh, that's and then follow up right, because right. you got to follow up. And a really cool tool for that is Boomerang. It's a Gmail plugin. So it really helps you remember when to follow up. So when I send a pitch, I'll say Boomerang this email in two days or like it's really two business days. So if I email on a Friday, if Tuesday I haven't heard back, I'll basically just reply to that email and do a follow-up. And again, because a lot of us are women listening to this, really avoid using the word just. I'm just following up. It's a very unconfident word. Um, so yeah, I'm following up and like provide like slightly additional information. So below is my original pitch with information. I did a blog post on this that maybe you'll find interesting. So when you do your follow-up, like provide some additional information and follow up like several, several times. Don't give up. If they're not replying to your email, tweet them, send them a Facebook message, say, hey, I sent you an email, just wondering if you got it or not. Not just, not just wondering. <laughs> I'm wondering. <laughs> but the cool thing about Boomerang is they have a, like when you're typing the email, it has this green scale that says respondability. So it's Ooh. based on what you're writing, it'll say how likely someone is to respond. It's really cool. Interesting. Oh my gosh, you are giving us such <laughs> incredible information today. Um, <clears throat> excuse me okay so your podcast again um you're phasing one of them out which one did you say you're phasing out so yeah roads to success um that's my podcast and i'm basically just rebranding it so that's okay. the same i'm not gonna like launch a new feed or anything but i'll right. do like a sunset episode and then re like relaunch um again on the same feed it'll just be like another episode but it'll be a totally different format and so that's kind of our fun challenge right now is like figuring out like what segments and like what we're going to talk about and stuff mm -hmm. like that um, okay, so I, that just cued me on another question that I just mm -hmm. saw in another Facebook group, actually. <clears throat> Excuse me. I guess I'm the one losing my voice now. <laughs> um, someone asked how many episodes you put in a season. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I thought that was an interesting question because I was like, well, my season has been 54 episodes because I didn't even There's know you no needed seasons. to do seasons. Yeah. yeah, no, you don't need to do seasons. I don't okay. do seasons with roads to success. I do okay. seasons with my other show, the podcast producers, and we do about 10 episodes a season. Um, but season one, we did all 10 episodes. Like we pre-produced like all 10 episodes and then launched them all in one day. And so we just like launched the whole season and that was oh, it. Wow. And then season two, we released them twice a month. 
um, for eight episodes. So like lost, you know, last like four months or whatever. And then we're going to do back for season three that we're working on right now. We'll do like eight or 10 episodes on one day, but you know, you could do whatever you want. I mean, I don't have seasons for, for my podcast. Cause it's just like, I come out every week, right. but I would say eight to 10 is good if you do seasons, but you don't have to. And I mean, what's the, is there any benefit to doing seasons? I mean, I think the big benefit, the reason that my co-host and I do it is because it gives us a break, yeah. you know, and it gives That's us a true. clear start and end, especially because we're co-hosts, like going into it. We, I mean, when we started our podcast together, we'd only known each other for like two months. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I mean, I hope we still like each other in a year. So we just, <laughs> just let's that just way. plan 10 episodes and we'll go yeah. from there. Yeah. <laughs> it gives us a clear like end where we can say, how did this go? Do we want to keep going? And like, we can both agree rather than being like, if one of us is like, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. Then there's like an awkward, like, when do we start and stop? So it gives us just a clear, like it gives us a clear break because we both have businesses that we're running too. Mm-hmm. So I would say that's the, the benefit is you can just take a clear break and then you can like your audience is prepared that like, okay, for this amount of time, there's not going to be new episodes. Got it. Aubrey. Interesting. No, I I have so many thoughts. No, I'm just like, (laughs) I really have enjoyed this interview because it's um, such super good tips. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And I think a lot of people who listen to podcasts have some sort of aspiration to either be on them mm-hmm. or to start one. I've seen so many people starting up podcasts lately, which, um, you know, so I think this would be just fabulous. Yeah. And I think also for, you know, for people that want to be on podcasts, go after shows where like the host is kind of on your same level. Like they have a Mm -hmm. similar size business and everything. So you can really help each other out. You know, it's great to go on like the really big podcasts. Um, and you know, the Oprah effect, like when you're on that huge show, like blows up your business, but just be really mindful of like, okay, if you do get on that big show, are you ready for the kind of growth that it could bring you? Mm Because some businesses will like, like people that have been on Oprah, there have been people that like literally go out of business if they're going Shark Tank because they're not prepared for the influx of So just know like what you're ready for and the smaller podcasts, the ones that are kind of on your same level, you guys can really help each other grow. Mm -hmm. Uh, Smaller podcasts are like much more friendly about like promoting and sharing about their guests and stuff like that. Yeah, that's so true. Okay. So we, I will scratch out Gary V for today. (laughs) (laughs) Not ready for him. (laughs) I love your aspirations. (laughs) Yes. It's good to have something you're working for. You know, one thing somebody, I think one of my mentors told me this is to like on a whiteboard, if you're like a visionary, if you've got like a whiteboard in your office, write a few names of like those big, big people that who would be the game changers? Like if you were to be able to connect with these people in some way, like who would those people be? So for a while I had on my whiteboard, like specific names of people that if I were connected with them, if they were like referring me, that would be a game changer. And I think that's helpful to know like who those people would be. That's not to say that next week you're going to be like business partners, but right. to know who do you look up to and who would you ideally want to be working with in some capacity? Absolutely. Helps you think yes. bigger. Yeah. yeah. There's nothing wrong with thinking bigger. Well, Aubrey's yeah. from Texas. So everything is, <laughs> everything is bigger. Yes. Like I said. Well, um, we kind of have this motto always growing up. My dad said, well, if you're going to be a bear, be a grizzly. I mean, Love you know, it. if you're going to do it, just go ahead and do it big. That's <laughs> awesome. That's right. So, so great. So Jessica, we always ask our guests, because um, so far all of our guests have been moms, um, mm-hmm. what are your biggest struggles in the day? Especially, I'm assuming you're, you're in a home office, you're working from home. 
I'm actually not working from home anymore. I oh. moved, I got an office space outside my house a year ago because my husband started working from home. So ah, that's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So my, I mean, my biggest struggle with day to day is honestly like, I guess the mom guilt is the best way to put it. Uh, cause I try not to work full-time hours, but you know, I, I launched my book this week. And so there've been really long days yesterday. I was I, I want to be home by like 3.30 or 4. And so the days where I'm working past that, like, I just hate the feeling of, okay, we got up, I got them to like preschool, daycare at nine o'clock. And then I come home and it's like an hour and a half before bedtime. And it just feels like, dang, I like wish I could be home with them more, but I also love my business. So yeah, yeah, it's I like this that. struggle of balancing it. I, you know, I don't want my business to consume me too much because it can, if I let it, um, but I also know that growing my business and um, that's like a great future, you know, creating a much brighter future for our family financially. So it's a really hard balance to strike. I'd say that's my biggest struggle is like knowing how to balance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's something I think we all deal with. And it, it is hard um, at, at some point if I grow my business to the point where I can, I think I'd like to get an off campus <laughs> office. <laughs> I don't know if Natalie just, mentioned that at, at Boss Mom Retreat because she just got recently got an office outside the home. And it's wonderful because there's a very clear separation. Yes. Um, and so like I know, like my, I don't know how old your kids are, but my son is he's going to be four in uh, March and my daughter's 18 months. And it's like, you're home. They're you going, there's it. no barrier. And it's like, I'm podcasting. So I need a quiet space. And so at this way, I can at least know, like when I leave my office, like my work stays there. So mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> exactly. When I, I just, I have a difficult time turning it off. If my computer's here, if I'm doing things, I'm, you know, in my office and whatever, but yeah, mine, yeah. mine are nine, seven and five. Mm-hmm. So the, the nine and seven year old are pretty good about leaving me alone, but the five-year-old's all <laughs> over the place. And yeah. then and then, and, but even so, I mean, the other day we're recording an episode and my five-year-old's over here, will you please text Emery's mom and see if she can come over and play? I'm like, I'm recording. And then I'm muting myself. I can only imagine what the person on the other side is because I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I was, uh, do you guys know Kelly Roach? She has a podcast called Unstoppable Success Radio and she's like this kick-ass business, business coach and she has a two-year-old and it was so funny. She interviewed me yesterday on her podcast and like, she's just on fire. She used to be an NFL cheerleader, like oh five or ten years ago. She, so she is like, whew, um, like so much energy. And like the entire time I could hear her daughter, like screaming in the background and her dog barking. But it was like, she wasn't even phased. Like a lot of people would be like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. And she was like, just plowing through. I was like, you go girl. That's fun. <laughs> well, my 10 and five-year-old get it and they will leave me alone, but my 42 year old <laughs> husband <laughs> he, he'll come in at all times what are you doing I I'm working it's <laughs> like how are you working you look like you're talking to your friends on the phone <laughs> well that's my job okay <laughs> that's awesome all right so where is the best place for people to find you if they want to get more information or hire you or just hang out with you yeah, the best place to go is my website, Jessica Rhodes. That's R H O D E S dot B I Z, Jessica Rhodes dot biz. And my book is free. Um, there's only shipping and handling of six ninety five. So if you want to get the book, interviewconnectionsbook.com. Awesome. Interviewconnectionsbook.com. And I'm assuming you're all over social media as well, which you all can over. find from your yeah. website. Awesome. Yeah. 
Okay, well, this was a lot of fun and oh my gosh, so much good information. So thank yes. you. For... Hashtag rock the podcast. Yes. I think we right. did. <laughs> I hope thank we you. did. Tell us how to, how to go, Jessica. You totally did. This was so much fun. <laughs> okay, good. Are you oh, lying? Or... Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, no, I'm a really bad liar. So trust me. I have zero poker face. So no, this is actually a lot of fun. That's cool. Well, thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you.